Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we are continuing our interview with Zach Friedman. Last we left off, Zach stated that everyone's definition of happiness is different and how that is a beautiful thing. Let's jump back in. It is a beautiful thing. It, and, you know, no one can no one can touch that. I was just reread. I was just reading an article that, it, you know, it was about someone that I really admire, Viktor Frankl. And he is probably the epitome of, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can beat me, you can whip me, you can take everything away from me because they did. He was in a not like he was in Nazi concentration camps for years, but you can't break my will. You can't take, you know, you can't take away my meaning. Um, and something really interesting that you have done in your book, there's a difference between, um, you know, those motivational TED Talks that you get up and listen to and you're like, I want to feel inspired. And you listen to one for five minutes and you're like, ah, oh, like I can take on the world. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily help you because after like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you're, you're, you, you come back down on this plane. What you've done is that, you know, there's that motivational aspect of like, hey, it's all possible. But you you ground it in reality, which I find extremely interesting. Um, the more and more that I read, the more and more that I learn, I realize that a lot of you know self perception you need to have, and a lot of successful people they're not high in the clouds, they're not constantly motivated, they're always heavily grounded in reality, and that's what allows them to be successful. So how have you created this you know um, realistic, optimistic blend? in your book and how can other people translate that into their own lives? That's such a good point, Ava. Mm. You have to ground yourself in reality, right? Like I'm, I, there, there's a big, you know, kind of funny disclaimer, right? When you open up the Lemonade Life um, in the first page, um, and if you listen to the audiobook, you'll hear me say it as well, that like, you know, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're not going to like start li living your like amazing life tomorrow. Like, look, if you want to be successful in whatever you do, there, there, there are, I really believe there are no shortcuts to greatness. I know a lot of people may not like to hear that, but you know, there's luck and there's, you know, you get this one in a million shot, like in the lottery, that's great, but there are no shortcuts to greatness. And so every single day you have this choice every single day when you wake up, it's, are you going to live a lemon life or a lemonade life? And that restarts every single day. So it's not like you get the lemonade life and you're like, okay, I made it. I'm good. Like things are, I can just check out now and put it on autopilot. Every day you need to wake up and you need to fight again. And the next day you need to wake up and fight again. doesn't matter how successful you become. Every day is like a new challenge and it's a new fight. And that should be exciting and motivating. It shouldn't be like, oh, I have to fight again. No, you should want to fight again. And if you want to keep leading a lemonade life, like that's what you have to do. The most successful people in the world, they don't reach the pinnacle and then they're just like, check out. Like, you know, if you're a professional basketball player, you don't just like make the NBA and then you're good to go. It's like, you're still working out every single day. You're at practice every single day. You're shooting hundred free throws every single day. And that never stops. And for the people who are hungry and want to get there, you know, there are no shortcuts. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people want to kind of lead this like, you know, the external exterior life of like magazine covers um, or Instagram. And that's, that's not how it works, right? That's just not how it works. And, and I call those people in my book, change chasers, right? They're the people that kind of, you know, chase the next big thing, but they don't want to put in the work to do it, right? So they kind of, you know, they'll jump on, you know, the new hot, you know, digital currencies. Like I want to get involved in Bitcoin. That's fine. If you want to get involved in Bitcoin, like if you really understand it and you have a thesis around it and you understand the risks and you're kind of being very thoughtful and methodical about it. But if you're just like, wow, I heard about this amazing thing I should be trading. Um, 
you know, and then like the price drops, you're like, whoa, okay, I don't want to do this. And you go on to the next thing because you want to make more money. Um, let's call it a change chaser. A lot of people are kind of chasing things. And so you got to be grounded in reality. And the Lemonade Life really teaches you how to do that because it's it's straight talk. It's not just like fluff of like, you're going to live an amazing life. Because, you know, people who are who live the Lemonade Life, they're called Lemonade Lifers. And, you know, the book's about happiness and how you can you can create and find happiness. But Lemonade Lifers are not happy all the time. Okay? It doesn't mean you're just happy every single day. It means that you have happiness. You understand you have an ability to create happiness in your life. And when you hit those challenges, those roadblocks, those road bumps, you know how to navigate life. You don't always win immediately. You might fail like 10 times till you get there. But it, it's a much softer landing because you understand who you are. You're walking an independent path. And you have so much more confidence to kind of balance life's ups and downs versus someone who just you know, tries to be happy all the time or is not happy all the time. And they don't know how to kind of deal with life when it gets off path. And so that's an important yeah. distinction as well. It definitely is. Um, a friend of mine years ago, uh, she battled with depression heavily and she took on a really similar aspect. She said she woke up every day and fought and that was it. She's like, it was tiring and it hurt and it was not fun at all, but it made me like, it made me happy. I was glad to fight because I knew something better was on the other side of that. And similar to any person that is striving for success, you you know it's 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 a painful process at times especially to wake up every day and especially if the things that you want are painful you know one a really common example would be you know losing weight like i want to be a healthier person therefore i probably need to lose some pounds so i don't have cardiovascular issues right um you know getting up and working out is not the most fun thing to do it's painful it's hard i hate running <laughs> but you get up and you do it because there's so much more benefit to it and you know, once you, you know, once you realize that and once you go implement it, there's so much beauty. There's so much beauty that can come from it. And I like, I like when you said that there wasn't fluff, right? That, you know, you can really implement and create happiness. Um, another thing I want to touch on is it's not, again, you, you know, you're very much in the environment where everything is based around work for people, right? This, you, your book does not cover just work. You know, you have places where you can implement them in work. But again, like if you're an artist and you lost your ability to see, would you be an artist? If you're an athlete and you lost the ability, like if you're a basketball player and, you know, both your kneecaps gave in and you can't jump anymore, you can't run around, are you a really a basketball player? I think some people would fall off the face of the earth if that happened. I feel like they'd lose their entire identity. Um, your book allows people to say, hey, like, you know, your work isn't your thing. It's your purpose. It's why you're here. And, you know, your purpose isn't, it doesn't necessarily have to revolve around what you do. It's about who you are. And I think that's one of the most powerful um, subjects. And that's one of the powerful, most powerful takeaways I had um, from being able to research your book. That's, that's really important. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I think you said it, you said it perfectly. Yeah, I, you know, I absolutely enjoy it. And, once once you discover this book, once you read The Lemonade Life, you usually want to give it to other people, right? Some people don't like to read, though. <laughs> <laughs> how can how can you help other people uh, live that lemonade life through maybe some gentle nudging? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, you can listen to the audiobook. So I um, I had the honor of recording the audiobook, which was a wonderful experience. Um, and I would I would encourage everyone if you're not someone who likes to look at words on a page, um, you can listen to my voice if that's okay. Um, and you know, very proud of the audiobook. It, it uh, uh, you know, was been a bestseller, and and you know, Apple named it one of the biggest audiobooks of fall. It, it debuted at number one business book 
um, of all audiobooks uh, on Apple as well. So very grateful um, to everyone who's, who's you know grabbed a copy of the audiobook. But I, I think I think you brought up a good point. You know, sharing the lessons of the Lemonade Life with with others, with your friends, um, with people at your school with your family. Um, I think that's a way to give back first and foremost. And, you know, sometimes you're right. Like we need a nudge, you know, we need someone to kind of help us and show us, show us the way because like we can't do everything ourselves. Um, I talk in the book about this idea of a wolf pack. Um, wolf pack are kind of the, the people in your life. And this is, this is another really helpful exercise that you can kind of show people real quick. This is like, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't read, you know, thanks Ava, but I don't read. Um, if, if you want, if you want to like kind of show someone very quickly, um, how they can kind of turn around their lives in a big way. So this idea of a wolf pack, you know, um, Jim Rohn, who was a famous leadership speaker and, and writer, um, you know, you probably heard this before, said you're the average of the five people, you know, you spend the most time with. And so um, I'm a big believer in that, you know, if you really, you know, self audit yourself and kind of, you know, again, spend five minutes and just write down the five people you spend the most time with in your life, right? It could be the people, you know, at your college, for example, um, Write write them down. It could be your family, it could be your friends, people you work with, whatever it is, and just look at that list and and just ask yourself, you know, are, are these the five people I want to be giving all my time to? And maybe the answer is yes, right? Maybe you have this like Fab Five, you know, that you just go to every day, and 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 it works out for you. But a lot of people, when they do that, and they actually they're like, wait a minute, I'm actually giving all my time to these five people. You know, I'm not talking to my sister enough, or I don't. I don't spend time with, you know, my cousin as much as I should be. Um, why am I spending so much time with my mom? You know, she doesn't, uh, you know, help me in the way I'm looking for or my dad or my brother. And so it's really a great way to audit yourself. And so I talk about curating your wolf pack. And if the people in your life are not getting you to where you need to be or helping you become the person that you want to become, then you need to literally X them out of your wolf pack. And it doesn't mean you don't talk to them ever again. It just means that the five people you spend the most time with need to be on that list. And you, I call it the 5X rule in the book. You can kind of expand that and apply it to different areas of your life. You know, write down the five TV shows you watch the most, the five foods you eat the most, the five places you go to the most, right? And you start getting this snapshot of your entire life, right? The people you hang out with, what you're eating, what you're doing on the weekends, the books you're reading, you know, what information, you know, what websites you're on all the time, where you're on social media. And you're like, you can ask yourself, is this the person I want to be, right? If you tell that to one of your friends and they're like, wow. You know, like this is what I need to be doing to really understand my life. It's the quickest way to get a snapshot of your life. And again, then you can start curating and be like, wait a minute, I, these aren't great influences, you know, and maybe I need to be writing better, better like news sites or I'm on the wrong social media or, you know, hey, hang out with these people or I need to visit these places more on the weekends than doing what I'm doing. So that can be really impactful to help someone who's like, I don't know what to do next or I don't know how to lead the lemonade life. I'm going to let that sit. That's powerful. The first, you know, the first thing that you mentioned is, is, is a common thing, and it's great that it's common. You know, the five people you spend your time with is, you know, who you are. You're some of these five people. But I don't think anyone goes deeper into that. What you just described is you're going to get a snapshot of your entire environment, right? Yes. Everything you consume. Because everything, you know, everything you mentioned, like you, the places you go, the things you eat, the things you watch, everything is what you're absorbing and consuming. And all of those, Zach, I'm so glad you said that because all of those are so powerful. Even, to, even down to the, even down to the shows that you watch, it's important. It influences you and it impacts you in a way. Like there's an amazing show that I love and it's extremely well written, but I know if I watch more than three episodes, it gets to like, I, like I won't be the same person. 
because it's a very it's a very nihilist show it's a very you know it's a very the world doesn't matter show it's a great show but you know you don't want to adopt the principles that it teaches in in life i think we feel like our environments are very inflexible right i think people get very stagnant stay in their habits and they don't really like to change and therefore they believe that um their their environments are very inflexible how do you break people free of that mindset? How do you allow them to see and to find alternative ways to make your environment and everything that you consume and absorb better? It starts with mindset. And, you know, you're describing a person in the book who's another character in The Lemon Life. Um, I talk about all these characters. Um, there's three, three characters who lead the lemonade life, excuse me, lead the lemon life. One is the, the change chaser we talked about. Another is this steady settler who's someone who just kind of keeps up with the Joneses all the time. Um, and, and the third is what you just described, people who you know kind of complain about their environment or they feel stuck in their environment. And it's called an eternal excuser. And eternal excusers um, are people, you know, you, you've definitely met them before. They're, you know, everyone who's like, oh, I can't do I this. I think I've and been one before. <laughs> you've been one before, exactly. I, I, I do mention that in the book, like you may even be an eternal excuser. Um, and, and you know, these are people who are like, oh, you know, I can't do this because it's too hard or, you know, I'm tired or I'm too old or, you know, I don't have enough money or, you know, the competition is too, too fierce. And, you know, same with an environment, right? Like my environment is too restricting. I cannot do it. So you really have like a couple options there, right? One is change your environment, right? Maybe it is the environment. Maybe the environment is too restricting, restrictive. And, you know, think about in college, right? Like maybe you're taking a class and the class is just not clicking, right? That happens all the time. That's why or you're you get, landlocked. Like, <laughs> or, or, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. Right. Or you're landlocked, right? Exactly. Right. If you live in a place that has no water and you're like, I need to live near water, then go live near water, right? Go, go find a job near water, go find a school near water, you know, use the ad drop period to get out of a class that you don't, you know, is not fitting for you. If you're in the wrong job and it's too restrictive, you need to be more creative, you know, change departments, change teams, you know, find another job. And look, it's not always easy to do that. I understand there's like limitations and, you know, it's not always practical to do that. Um, but, you know, there are ways to kind of change your environment for the better, right? You can do this little little things you can do if you can't make those drastic changes. And so it's it's really about understanding, again, going back to self-awareness, who you are and what you need in your life. And so things don't need to be as restrictive. I mean, yes, there are, there are limitations in life. Like if you're in college, like, yes, you have to be there for a certain number of years. You have to take a certain number of classes and get certain credits. Um, if you're in a job, like, yes, you have to be there a certain hours. So, you know, you have to accept kind of the realities of life. Like you don't just get to live, you know, your perfect, you know, magical life necessarily. Um, but you can make the best of it. I think that's important too. And understand that you you have the power to define your life, even if you're inside some of those um, restrictive environments. And so I'd, I'd say either change the environment if you think it's the environment or change your mindset so you can operate the best within that environment. I think that's really powerful. I do. And I'm glad that you bring up those character types, those, those typical... You know, because I, I feel like I've I've been a couple of them, especially uh, when it comes to college. I like I don't even have a car, so my environment is my campus, and I can't really escape it unless someone picks me up. Um, but, you know, but understanding that even when things seem inflexible, they can be, and you can make them if you really go out and get it. Zach, I could talk to you all day. You are you are wise. I thoroughly enjoyed researching your book. Unfortunately, I haven't read it just yet. I think it's in my my dad's personal library. So I'll be checking it out very soon. Fantastic. Where can everyone find you and your work and reach out to you? 
Thank you, Ava. You can find me many places. You can find me first at ZachFriedman.com, Z-A-C-K-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, on social at Zach A. Friedman, um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, also on LinkedIn. Um, I love hearing from people. So you can reach out anytime. I, you know, I get tons of messages every day from folks all over the world. So um, I try to respond to everybody personally. So please feel free to reach out. Also check out Make Lemonade at makelemonade.co. Um, you can grab the book. Uh, it's available everywhere. Um, LemonadeLifeBook.com um, has links to all the major retailers. It's obviously on Amazon and Apple and Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, um, you name it, uh, a lot of local bookstores as well. Um, it's also in all airports right now. So you can grab a copy uh, wherever you are. Um, yeah. And it's, it's ebook, it's hardcover, it's, it's audiobook. So um, yeah, I, I love to, to hear from everybody. And um, I love coming on your show, Ava. Well, thank you. I haven't, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed having you on Zach. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Ava. This is fantastic. And you're so talented at what you do. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview series. I would love to know some of your best takeaways. You can find me easily on LinkedIn or Instagram just by searching Ava Wetrick, and I'll happily get back to you and have a conversation. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating in iTunes. That act will compound in ways that I can't even imagine. As you have just found a mentor here, go out into the world and see who you can be a mentor to today.